Welcome to episode 48 of the Turn Right Podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host. When writing a novel, a writer should create living people, not characters. A character is a caricature. Ernest Hemingway. In today's episode, we are going to talk about five ways to make better, stronger character arcs. Character arcs are really an integral part of the writing process. And there's really five components that goes into um, each major character. But in specific, we're going to highlight some examples from popular fiction using the protagonist for these five subsets. So the character arc has really been broken down by many, many people. I am not new to creating some sort of content online for this. However, I really wanted to break it down more specifically for newer writers in case you're kind of confused about the terminology that's used when describing the character arc. And I also think it really helps um, using examples from popular fiction to see how other authors successfully illustrated these concepts. So the first component of the character arc is the thematic truth. Now, this is really the theme of your story, the moral of your story, what your story is really about underneath it all. A lot of writers and editors will recommend when building a story, you start from the theme because from the theme, everything kind of flows. The plot makes sense, the character's decisions make sense. And so that's why the theme is kind of a central starting point. So let's look at Harry Potter. I kind of look at, like to look at Harry Potter from an end-to-end perspective because I think that's truly how the arc really plays out. In Harry Potter, the thematic truth is good always triumphs over evil, love always wins. It's a very simple, beautiful, classic theme that's been done time and time again, but people aren't sick of it because people like to see the good guys win. In The Hunger Games, the theme is quite similar. It's really good triumphs over evil. However, it's more about bravery triumphing over evil. Um, And that's illustrated through Katniss's many examples of choosing to be brave in the face of the capital. The thematic truth of Emily Henry's People We Meet on Vacation is people have the ability to change us more than places. So once you have established your theme, you can really structure the characters around that theme. Each character will have a quote-unquote lie that they believe, which is essentially their obstacle to their plot goal. I think when sometimes blogs or professors or writing experts use the term lie, that can be kind of confusing because we don't naturally look at our plot in the way of a character believing a lie. We think of our plot more as the obstacles that the character has to face to achieve his goal, the things that prevent him from getting what he wants. We think of it as really the action of the story or the thoughts and complexities of the inner world of the character that sort of prevent him from achieving peace. But the lie that is used in Harry Potter is that neither can live while the other survives and that Harry really is ultimately going to be defeated by Voldemort. However, Harry doesn't really believe himself to be this helpless person. He just kind of believes 
that Voldemort is such a powerful person and Voldemort has really taken everything from him that Harry can either never be happy or never actually defeat Voldemort. And this is exemplified in the story by all the things that Voldemort takes from Harry, starting with his parents, going to his godfather Sirius Black, even seemingly taking Albus Dumbledore, Harry's mentor, from him. This also creates the fodder for the story. Harry has to fight Voldemort on many different occasions. Harry is motivated to fight Voldemort because of the death of his parents, even though he would rather slip into the shadows and kind of forget everything. But he's reminded again of Voldemort's power when Voldemort kills Cedric Diggory right in front of him. This haunts Harry for the remainder of the, of the books, and this really motivates him to kind of step up his game. It takes really Voldemort taking away Albus Dumbledore from Harry. It's kind of like the final straw, the final motivation for Harry to want to overcome this quote-unquote lie and defeat Voldemort. In The Hunger Games, Katniss believes that the capital will always be more powerful than them because that's the way it's always been and that's the way it's going to continue to be. She sees what happens to Hamish in the games. Hamish is a victor, but he's also drunken and pretty crazy and not too happy with his life. Later on, Katniss also sees what happens to the other victors, and she kind of wonders if winning the Hunger Games is even worth it, if she's going to end up like that as well. In People You Meet on Vacation, the protagonist believes that she can only be happy on vacation because that's the only place she really fits in because she never fit in anywhere growing up, and she loves the sort of randomness of vacations and how no one really belongs on their vacation and she believes that's really the only way she can be happy and fit in the next part of the character arc is the thing that the character wants this is also related to the plot goal all characters have to want something i forget who said it but someone said you know make your character want something right off the bat even if it's as simple as a glass of water and the character wants something bad enough that gives you fodder to take it away from the character, make it harder for the character to obtain it, and this all creates empathy in the reader for when the character can or cannot achieve these goals. So Harry Potter just really wants to be a normal kid. He doesn't want to be the chosen one. He just wants to go to school, play Quidditch, be friends with Ron and Hermione. He much prefers Ron and his big loud family being in the limelight and Hermione being this amazing brainiac and harry just kind of likes to support them and be their friends he does not want to be the one chosen to fight voldemort naturally this creates a pretty big inner tension in the hunger games katniss merely wants to compete in the games and win so she can get back to her sister and continue to protect her sister since she feels that's her responsibility since her father was killed um, in the mines many years ago, she feels like she has to be this family figure. In my opinion, Katniss's desire could have been stronger in the Hunger Games. Like, she could have wanted something else a little bit more, and I think that would have made the story stronger. I think that's actually one of the weaknesses of the Hunger Games. In People We Meet on Vacation, the protagonist wants to love Alex Nilsson, but she will not let herself do that. 
Then the next part of the character arc is the thing that the character needs. This is something either the, either the character needs to realize about himself or the world or something he actually physically needs to attain. This will create that tension inside of the character and be a segue for the main conflict. Harry Potter needs to stand up to Voldemort and be a representation of good in the world and defeat Voldemort so the wizarding world doesn't fall again. In The Hunger Games, Katniss needs to figure out a way to not only win the games, but a way to beat down the capital because otherwise the capital will just continue to win. And she does this by aligning with Peeta and choosing love and deciding that there actually can be more than one victor. And people we meet on vacation, the protagonist needs to confess her feelings to Alex Nilsson and stop living with that fear of what if inside of her. Finally, we have the ghost. This is the spirit of fear that's inside of the character. This is an element from their past that is haunting them. And this element is underneath all of the decisions the character makes. It influences him or her very deeply and it causes him or her to behave in a way that is sometimes irrational. A good ghost is very key to any well-developed character. In Harry Potter, the ghost is actually the inciting event. This is a pretty common technique amongst authors because we can really see how the story starts, where it goes, that full circle picture. Um, and so Harry Potter's ghost is when his parents were killed by Voldemort. This is obviously frightening. It leaves Harry orphaned. Um, it kind of like ruins his life right from the beginning. And there is a natural amount of fear for Voldemort inside of Harry because of this incident. And this really sets the entire story in motion. In The Hunger Games, the ghost is what happened to Katniss's father. He was killed in the mines. And this gives her a deep motivation to protect Prim. So the ghost can also be a motivation for the choices the character makes as opposed to the inciting event. Because in the Hunger Games, the inciting event is when Katniss's name is pulled in the reaping. Or rather, Prim's name is pulled in the reaping and Katniss volunteers as tribute. In People We Meet on Vacation, the ghost kind of has two parts. I think that's partially why this story is so compelling. There was this event on a trip between the protagonist and Alex. I can't remember if the trip was in Finland or I think it was Finland. Um, but it was this event that is being alluded to throughout the story where something happened that irrevocably changed Alex and the protagonist's relationship. This event causes the protagonist and Alex to drift away from each other and their relationship is really not the same. And I just remember the name of the protagonist. It is escaping me this entire podcast. The protagonist's name is Poppy. The other part of Poppy's ghost is when, when she was growing up, she always felt like she didn't fit in because her family was this like boisterous, crazy family in the Midwest where everyone else was more like clean cut and dry. And she always had these like deep desires. She didn't finish college. She was like this creative, free-spirited girl. And she was bullied in high school for, you know, just not fitting in. And that also makes her act very cautiously throughout her life. And 
it makes her feel like she can't really fit in. Um, so that's a motivation that she has for the way she acts. But the other ghost is actually represented within her relationship with Alex. And I think the author does a really good job of illustrating the ghost in those two ways. So if you have those five things in your character, the thematic truth, the lie, the thing they want, the thing they need, and the ghost, you will have a well-rounded character that will be interesting enough to carry your story. I have been recently editing my work in progress and something that I did is I broke down my protagonist into each of those five things and I saw if I could identify them and I could. So I felt like that was a good little check for my book and I'm going to do that with some of my other major characters as well. And let's move on over to Indie Author Avenue. This is where we highlight an indie author and their story in each podcast episode. If you'd like to be featured on this, please comment on the pinned tweet on Turn Right Pod. So today we are going to give a shout out to Forgive Me by Cottery Stanley. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly. A secret videotape, a painful truth, a quest for revenge. Investigative journalist Susan Stripe is constantly hounded by eager documentarians for interview requests about the Night Scrawler murders. One of the victims of the mysterious serial killer was a member of her own family, her father. At the peak of her career, her services are sought by Isaac Payne, who commissions her to write an article for his website. Usually, her projects delve into more uncomfortable, questionable topics, but there's a deep, almost hauntingly familiar pull about her new client that intrigues her. As she learns more about Isaac, Stripe digs up fresh secrets about the murders, rousing her suspicions. After an awkward confrontation, she wakes up in Isaac's bed with the chain around her ankle. Isaac shows her harrowing footage on an old VHS tape. The contents hit close to home, closer than Stripe ever imagined. Now she has to wrestle with her own moral compass and unpick the truth from the web of lies that turn into a crescendo, where memories created from misery and suffering cannot be silenced. Will Isaac ever lay the past to rest, and how will Stripe cope with the, re- with the revelations that challenge everything she has ever known? Uh, this story is $9.99 on paperback or $0 on Kindle Unlimited. It has some really good reviews, um, and it's said to be for people that enjoy sci-fi, thriller, and horror. Thanks, Kateri, for... Um, lending us your book for this week's episode. That's all I have for today. Let me know what you thought of this week's episode by sounding off in the comments, and don't forget to to subscribe uh, to Turn Right Pod wherever you listen to it. Thanks for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I'll talk to you on our next road trip.